Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Saturday, February 10th. On today's show with Disney's magic, Fortnite is poised to win the metaverse, and TikTok's attempt to stall DMA antitrust rules is rejected by the EU court. Plus, Apple sets its sights on the business market with the Apple Vision Pro. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with the latest developments in the race to build an interconnected, avatar-driven virtual world, often referred to as the metaverse. This week, Epic Games and Disney announced a partnership to create an entertainment universe filled with Disney-themed games and merchandise. The project will leverage Epic's technology and Fortnite's social gaming ecosystem to bring Disney's vast array of characters to life. Here to discuss this further is Celeste a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about this partnership and what it means for the future of the metaverse? Certainly, David. This partnership is a significant step towards the realization of the metaverse. Epic Games and Disney are planning to create a series of futuristic islands floating in space, interconnected by highways, with a magic castle at the center. These highways will connect with Fortnite, which has evolved from a hit game into a massive online social ecosystem. Can you elaborate on Fortnite's evolution and how it fits into this partnership? Absolutely. Fortnite started as a third-person shooter game, but over the years, Epic has been expanding it into something more akin to a platform or marketplace. Fortnite now hosts psychedelic seasonal events, concerts, and user-generated sandbox worlds. Recently, Epic launched three new games within Fortnite, and with Disney coming on board, the ambitions are even grander. So, what does Disney stand to gain from this collaboration? Disney stands to benefit greatly from this partnership. Epic Games is a leader in seamless online multiplayer gaming, a capability that Disney could probably not replicate on its own. By partnering with Epic, Disney can tap into Fortnite's 100 million monthly players without having to build a player base from scratch. This could also help Fortnite compete with Roblox, which currently has double its numbers. And how does this partnership fit into the broader metaverse landscape? This partnership is a significant development in the metaverse landscape. While companies like Meta have been focusing on VR hardware, Epic, Roblox, and others have been developing avatar-driven virtual worlds that are widely available and hardware agnostic. These worlds are extremely sticky, and people love spending time in them, expressing themselves through virtual purchases. As the Fortnite universe expands to include Lego, Rock Band, and now Disney, Epic is poised to introduce a huge swath of new players to a virtual world that's as much about who you're with as it is about what you're doing. Thanks for that update, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to the world of social media, TikTok's attempt to delay the EU from designating it as a gatekeeper has been rejected by a court. The term gatekeeper refers to companies with platforms powerful enough that they must comply with strict Digital Markets Act or DMA antitrust rules. The EU's general court has dismissed ByteDance's request for an interim measure stating that the company failed to demonstrate the urgency required. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you explain what this means for TikTok? Certainly, David. TikTok is appealing the EU's gatekeeper designation, 
but the block has not yet reached a final decision on the appeal. ByteDance, TikTok's parent company, had asked for an interim measure in December, so it wouldn't have to comply with the regulations before the EU decided the outcome of the appeal. However, today's decision means that TikTok will have to at least temporarily comply with DMA rules that go into effect in March, even if the EU decides later to approve the appeal. What are the implications of being designated as a gatekeeper under the DMA? Being designated as a gatekeeper means that TikTok will have to join other large tech companies like Apple, Meta, Amazon, and Google in making a series of changes for EU users. This includes allowing third-party businesses access to their services and requiring consent for personalized advertising. It also means potential fines amounting to millions of euros for TikTok and all other gatekeeper companies if they ever break DMA rules. What has been TikTok's response to this decision? A spokesperson for TikTok expressed disappointment with the decision, but also stated that they look forward to having the substance of their case heard on an expedited basis. There's also news of a separate EU probe into TikTok's content moderation rules for minors. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, the EU has launched a separate probe into TikTok's content moderation rules for minors. This investigation, which will be carried out under the EU's new Digital Services Act, or DSA, was triggered by concerns that the changes TikTok made to comply with the DSA aren't enough to protect underage users. Last year, TikTok made a series of changes for its EU users in response to the DSA, including no longer serving personalized ads based on their activities on the platform to minors. Thanks for those insights, Bella. Speaking of technology, let's shift our focus to the use of virtual and augmented reality in business. Despite slow adoption in the past, Apple's newly released Apple Vision Pro, or AVP, might just be the game changer. Here with us to discuss this is James, a correspondent for Simply Tech. James, could you tell us more about the Apple Vision Pro and its potential impact on the enterprise sector? Certainly, David. The Apple Vision Pro, which Apple prefers to call a spatial computing or mixed reality device, was released last week. While it has obvious consumer use cases around gaming, media consumption, and web surfing, Apple also sees it as a business device. In fact, on Apple's recent earnings call, CEO Tim Cook mentioned that many leading organizations across various industries have started leveraging and investing in the Apple Vision Pro. Interesting. And what kind of business applications does Apple envision for the AVP? Cook cited everyday productivity, collaborative product design, and immersive training as potential business applications for the AVP. The device's ability to provide an infinite desktop where users can open multiple programs and move them around a large palette could revolutionize productivity. However, whether these devices are suitable for content creation is still an open question. How does the user interface of the AVP work? The AVP allows users to access the same apps they're used to on macOS and iOS, but tuned to the visual experience of the device. Users select an app by gazing at the icon, which lights up and then pinching a finger and thumb together. One of the key differences with this device is that it's designed to let the user see the world and others see the user's eyes, reducing the separation between the user and their surroundings. What are the potential use cases for the AVP in the business world? A survey conducted by IDC analyst Ramon Lamas found potential use cases for training, customer-facing retail experiences, and collaboration. However, none of these use cases involve content creation. 
Ray Wang, founder and principal analyst at Constellation Research, also sees field service, training, and customer experience as top use cases. Are there any challenges or limitations that could hinder the adoption of the AVP in the enterprise sector? There are a few. For one, the AVP is tethered to a battery, which can be awkward. However, this is likely to be addressed in future versions. Additionally, while the device offers a great user experience, it's not yet clear whether people are comfortable wearing a device on their face for extended periods, regardless of the quality of the interface design. Thanks for that insight, James. Speaking of Apple, the tech giant, known for its stance against the right to repair movement, has been spotted lobbying against a new bill in Oregon that aims to ban the practice known as parts pairing. This comes after Apple backed a right to repair bill in California. Here to shed more light on this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you explain what parts pairing is and why it's controversial? Certainly, David. Parts pairing is a restriction imposed by companies like Apple that can prevent customers from repairing a device with aftermarket parts. In some cases, Apple requires users to pair replacement parts like batteries and screens to their device using Apple's system configuration tool. If the part isn't verified as from Apple, customers will receive notifications that say the part they've installed isn't genuine. And features like Face ID may refuse to work. So what does the proposed bill in Oregon, SB 1596, aim to do about this? SB 1596 would require companies to provide the documentation, tools, and parts both customers and independent repair shops need to fix broken products. It also targets parts pairing, aiming to prevent original equipment manufacturers from using parts pairing to inhibit independent repair providers or owners from installing or enabling the function of a replacement part. It also seeks to prevent manufacturers from reducing the functionality or performance of equipment or causing equipment to display unnecessary or misleading alerts about unidentified parts. And what is Apple's stance on this? John Perry, Apple's senior manager for the Secure Design team, testified during a hearing about the bill. He stated that Apple uses parts pairing to make repair easier, while ensuring the device and its data remain secure. Perry argued that the bill's stance on parts pairing will undermine the security, safety, and privacy of Oregonians by forcing device manufacturers to allow the use of parts of unknown origin and consumer devices. However, he did mention that Apple has updated the parts pairing process so that customers no longer have to contact Apple support when installing a new part. Has Apple made any moves towards supporting the right to repair? Yes, in fact, after years of opposition, Apple announced a new initiative last October to make parts, tools, and documents available to customers. The company has also launched a self-service repair program that includes a range of iPhones and Macs and continues to expand. Thanks for that update, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.